0: It is Saturday, the 28th of November, 2020, and this is episode 387 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode. Uh Chris here as ever with Ian ready to help me understand the stories of the week. It's a bright, cool and um, crisp um winter's morning I think. Is it winter yet? Is winter December? I think no, winter's definitely uh end of October, isn't it? So yeah, we're definitely into winter. Is it? Yeah, uh, but I, would, I I think so. I'm not sure. You can go and have a look at that, that in that, the that, background. Let's know It feels it's like I need winter.
1: To... That feels like I need to Google that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> While you're Googling that and we find out, you can put this up as a fleet what? Uh, onto your Twitter account. I'm shocked. Uh, I'm stunned.
1: Um, it's According to Google, winter starts Monday, 21st of December and finishes the
0: 20th of March. Oh, well, there you go. It's the other way around. So we what? are still autumn.
1: That's, okay. that's crap.
0: <laughs> anyway put it up, put it up as a fleet everyone's twitter accounts are now getting fleets which is effectively twitter's version of stories we've seen stories across all manner of different social platforms these are transitory 24 hour long uh messages you can put up to your followers and then they disappear after that period of time we've seen seen them everywhere twitter's got them now they're calling them fleets i guess that's a conflation of twitter and fleeting um yeah, I mean, I, not that we care, I guess. Now <laughs> I don't know whether it is it is really going to impact our lives, but they've got them, uh, and they're also looking to move into audio, um, sort of short. Well, it's audio spaces, isn't it? It's places you can go and have conversations in audio. Uh, I wasn't. It sounds like this is a really kind of new thing, but almost transitory, like areas where people can go chat and uh, uh, and there's obviously i think clubhouse was a, another uh, version of this and they've had trouble with um the moderation and obviously people you know bombing them with with you know racist and and harassment and things like that
1: yeah so club clubhouse um clubhouse is one of these kind of stealthy startups that got all the tech press talking and all the you know the i, I guess the you know, tech evangelists and investors all you know super excited because they felt it was something new, and I think they got a lot of value out of it. You know, they were joining rooms, and you know people can listen along. And you were, I guess, a bit like when Twitter first started. You realised that 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 all of a sudden you could be actually engaging with a celeb or a sports personality or somebody famous, and you know, or a politician. You know, it was a, you know, it was a way of you know. So it's that's that's where clubhouse has got a bit of noise. Mm-hmm. Twitter are doing the same. I think the challenge, as you say, is, is um, you know, I, I just equate it to look at Xbox Live, you know, and trying yeah. to, you know, it's just toxic. Um, you know, So trying to make sure that you don't have those those kind of toxic issues plaguing it. Um, and I don't know what you feel about fleets. Fleets, as you say, it's just stories. There's, they made a big thing about it, it took my year to do this. And it's like, well, get your photocopier button quicker because that's...
0: Yeah, it's it, interestingly, it's uh, you know, it's 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 kind of two stories. That they're both at the opposite end of the scales, aren't they? The stories is old news, <laughs> uh, and and these the audio things is is very new news, and no one really knows how that's doing. So I guess it shows that Twitter are moving to a position where they're they're at least moving their platform on rather than the consolidation phase that we've they've kind of been in for what feels like quite a few years. They've had a stab at a few items that ne- they never really nothing ever stuck, did it? um you know all they all they've really done over the last 10 years is stop innovation on their platform and work out how they can hold it into their web app um, um but now they've they're, it looks like they're again innovating which is at least good to see
1: uh, yeah because i still i mean I, I, don't, I don't i still prefer twitter to some of the other social platforms I've still got a lot of value out of it i do agree it can be toxic but i think some of that depends on what you follow and who you follow you know, yeah, if you sure. want to be in that bubble, if you want to just get, you know, negative news all the time, you can do, but it's quite straightforward to follow a group of photographers, follow a group of, you know, tech news, you know, follow, you know, and, and not just get negative politics all the time, particularly around, you know... Yeah, there's an awful lot of that there Trump if you want it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. you, can, you can, with a bit of effort, you know, change that. Um, yeah. It's... So it's...
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, yes, it's up to you what you follow ultimately and what you want to listen to, what you want to get aghast about. Uh, and I guess that's that's what people are learning as well. Uh, Microsoft Teams is moving further towards uh, eating into Zooms. Uh, Zoom had a bit of a sort of advantage through the early parts of lockdown around it got traction. Everyone was talking about Zoom calls with their friends and family and largely that was because you could have these big conference calls with lots of your friends for free uh, for at least a period of time, as in, it, you know, I think it you had to redial in the old kind of like dial up way. You had to redial after 60 minutes or whatever. Um, But Microsoft is now fully into that region offering free conferencing for lots and lots of people. I think up to 50 odd people you can actually have on screen at any one time and more if you want them. Uh, It's sort of that are on the call, but not on the screen. And that is, you could literally have that running all day um, for free. So they are, you know, seriously impacting and going into that, that market. So again, Microsoft want to have some of that, that traction there
1: and i think you know as you say Microsoft yourself maybe a bit late you know so teams isn't like teams been around for a while but but you know you've you've had hangouts and meet and um skype has obviously been around for forever um and zoom zoom won this year you know you're just it was just easy and and they're they're kind of apps um Made it quite a good view when you had lots of people on calls and you could still see everybody. Whereas lots of other apps prioritised the three or four people talking, and Mm -hmm. the other twenty would just disappear. And it was like, well, what's the point of being on video? Um, Mm -hmm. And and, uh, they had to do. I I think what they've realised is they had to do Mm -hmm. something to to kind of make it. You know, why would I? Why would I change? Why would I move now when everybody's got Zoom accounts? Mm -hmm. It's a bit like saying that is you know is is Bing a better browser? You know, a better search engine? And it's like. Probably not, and everybody just googles anyway. So it's really hard to compete. So that you need need often here does that mean twenty four hour limit on meetings? And I know we've tried when we've been doing podcasts to move around and it's always been there's an hour limit or there's a forty five minute limit and you need to yeah. go into a, a paid tier. Um so that's actually quite a, a and again the, the volume, you can have up to you can have up to forty nine others on a gallery view, but you can have three hundred
0: people on the call for twenty four hours. Yep. Which is going to be well in excess of anything that any normal yeah. person's going to need.
1: But I guess, considering we're in, you know, and I know it's been Thanksgiving week in America, we're coming up to Christmas around the world. I'm going to see lots of people, you know, if if they, if they get it in into their, you know, if they're in that sphere of, what options have I got? Just to try and make yeah. it a more, you know, still have a family get-together, but
0: and we're moving to that vision of you know people moving around their house and s- having you know friends and family on screens you know anywhere where they go and they can chat around like like they're in the room you know it's never going to be to that that what thing was, but
1: what was the facebook product remember they did something you're like that's never going to take off and i guess it's in um, portal facebook portal Yep,
0: um, that was the vr offering wasn't it or was it, no, it, was that it, was it a screen, the one not in vr that was okay. a
1: screen and you could easily video conference like you're talking <laughs> that's around right, yeah. and it's and I know Amazon did it as well, didn't they? Amazon have got a little um echoey video type thing. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, it's, there's there's been a few sort of examples of it and sort of you know again it's it's one of those things where you could you could probably get a black mirror charlie brooker black mirror that will (laughs) you know show you the ultimate endpoint of where that all goes to but but but, and in fact i think it's already been done but nevertheless it it does it gets you closer because when you can have a full stream like that constantly going on where even if you're not actually actively talking you still see people going about their day i guess it changes the it changes the sphere at that point um Anyway, so uh, Huawei uh, ban in the UK any firms continuing to use um Huawei machinery in their kind of uh, 5G network is potentially going to be facing fines now 10, up to 10% of turnover. Um it could be could be more than 100,000 a day in fines. Um which is interesting given that the political landscape uh you know shaped by Trump largely uh is is now fading away but nevertheless we're still left with uh the outcome of that which is the stripping out of huawei machinery from from the networks um and i think it's fair to say against initial government recommendations we weren't going to do this until we were told by america that we wouldn't have a trade deal and now trump's off anyway so um so it's an interesting thing nevertheless i think underarching there's still some yeah concern and 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 security issues that, that that they're not willing to sort of outline fully but Nevertheless, companies are now facing fines, so they better move quick.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember, but I think I think our security experts had said it was a manageable risk at first, yeah. and and you know companies could persist, and then as you say, it, it changed due to politics.
0: Yeah, um, yes, yeah, so yeah, and that politics has now changed again. So we, we like I say, it's a big bill to, so and it, it was. It, we, I think that the the agreement when the, when we first reported on this, it was the our security guys were saying as long as it's not part of the core backbone. Yeah um you can still use that machinery and we're happy with that because it's yeah it's manageable risk but yeah that's not the case anymore it's full strip out and and we've seen some pretty you know strong moves around the world now a lot of the kind of uh trade issues and trade problems that we've got around the trade wars going on uh australia's faced similar things because china is a massive trading company for the uh, country for them and um, because they're also stripping out away from their systems for the similar reasons about keeping american contracts um uh, yeah, they're 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 also facing some big backlash. In fact, China have just <laughs> whopped massive levies on their wine, which is does cause an awful lot of uh, consternation. Anyway, so it's a really un- unstable situation in the world. But and Huawei just seems to be kind of a pivotal, central part of that. And it will be interesting
1: to see if we see a change over the next.
0: I don't want to see a couple of months. We'll see,
1: you know, year eighteen months where we start to see this unravel and unpick and maybe yeah.
0: But maybe not fully either. You know, it, well, nothing ever goes
1: truly back it, together. Exactly. It? And, and it's like, I mean, it's they're not going to be part of any 5G network. You know, you're not, yeah. you're, it's done.
0: And ultimately, you know, sometimes chucking things up in the air and seeing how they fall is a, is a great thing. And you should never get too complacent just because you think things are intransitory. Um, Microsoft Pluton is a, a new chip that they're whopping into their chip. You know, well, they've they've suggested a a platform and in fact they've been using this for a while in places like xbox one but this is a chip that solves some hardware attacks that are possible on chips and motherboards that that allow people to steal information like uh passwords it's apparently not very easy to do as you can imagine it's it takes quite a brain but but ultimately if you've got access to the motherboard you can apl- attach things to it and read uh various memory addresses or whatever anyway the this chip that Microsoft has produced is aims to prevent that happening. It's worth saying that um, uh, it's, it's similar in concept or in, in the in its design to the, what I'm trying to look at the right words. It's similar in its its uh, intention as the um, Apple's T1 is it is that is their T1 security chip. It was, it was chip? a T2. It's ended up now. T2.
1: Yeah, uh, but again, it's similar. Um, but I guess the challenge. So so yeah, you're right, and it's been around. So Microsoft have done this. Um, and Xboxes and on an the Azure platform as well, um, and it's a, I, I, I'm I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to say rare, but, it's, but but it feels rare that Microsoft have teamed up with both Intel, um, AMD and Qualcomm. You know, so it's a it's you know almost pulling anybody that's making Windows products. We want this there, um, yep. so I guess interesting. And it's interesting, I mean, Microsoft have for years now taken security really seriously. Everybody takes security really seriously, but some of the flaws that have come out around chip design have been really damaging. Um, And it's, I, I guess, Microsoft probably feel the heat more than an Intel, you know, when it's, although the, although the, the flaws with an Intel chip and it was part of an EMD chip, the end users just see their
0: Windows machines running slow. Yeah, my Windows seven machine, yeah. yeah, is is crashing or getting viruses. That yeah, I didn't want yeah. um
1: and, and the one the one thing they will have to guard against, So you mentioned T2. Um, so there's an unfixable flaw in the T2. Um that could open up um Macs to that have the T two to a set of attacks. And that's the I guess it's the danger around some of these if you if you embed it in hardware
0: you're, you're... Yeah, once it's in hardware, you can't twist or change it. Yeah. You, you know, it's stuck for the life of that chip. Um, and I guess that's the problem with it. Although if it's adding extra layers, like you know security as as you'll hear from any security advisor is about layering, and 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 this would form part one of that. But it but like you say, if you've got a design that's out in the open being used widely, and then someone finds a flaw in that design, as with the T two chip, you know, so everything is vulnerable at that point. Yeah, so and, it's, and to be fair, I mean,
1: I mean the the consoles have been pretty rock solid you know considering they are pcs they are absolutely rock solid right now
0: there's not really been any stories of uh, xbox uh in its life but time of the whole thing that i remember where anyone's managed to hack slash get aimbots working anything you know in that kind of that, that would disrupt the gaming so yeah it's been it has been you're right solid
1: yeah or putting on when you think about the how they harvest you know windows pcs to go and do you know botnets and stuff you imagine a yeah. console
0: as if it, if they were if they were hackable. Um, we did have um, PlayStation did have their big hack though, didn't they? Because they they were relying on one single, single entrance point, and once you're inside that single entrance point, you were, had free reign to do whatever you liked, and, and yeah. that was a big yeah. painful learning curve. That's was that PlayStation three? I think, I that's think what it, feels it was like. three. Because um, I yeah. think cause three
1: was three by its nature it was actually quite hard to program for as well. So I think they put mm-hmm. in a number of unique things around three, and that that kind of bit them a bit. But, but PlayStation 4 has been, you know, rock solid, apart from the, I guess, the hack at the kind of Sony web end with all the, yeah. you know, the, the user details. Um, but the Xbox, touch about it, I would, I don't recall... No, and no, they've really been attacked.
0: Or... They've certainly been brought down by attack, but I don't <laughs> think they've yeah. been knocked out. But talking of chips and the complexities, Apple, we, we mentioned before, they've moved into their M1 chip. And last time we spoke, they were just sort of announced it. Uh, this time we have some early, well, not early, that we've had some people who have been able to get their hands on the products. And, and you've pulled out some, some, some stats around just the kind of step forward that these chips seem to have made for the mac platform
1: yeah so this is like um and, and it's weird i i was thinking about this um as, as i threw it in and i was thinking about these big generational shifts when have we through our lifetime seen big shifts and it's things like you know i'm thinking about like when we went from like sd hd in gaming and, and in desktops and when you went to you know, it was noticeable on phones but i th- certainly think in the mac when you went to you know the higher definition screens and you know you'd, you know, there was big jumps here SSDs you know a big performance jump from an HD well
0: and f- from dial up to broadband yeah, it was such yeah, a yeah. ginormous sh- dynamic dy- dy- yeah. shift of everything paradigm wise and,
1: and and when I think back to when when there was performance improvements when in, when Apple moved from PowerPC PC onto Intel but it wasn't it wasn't as huge as what we're seeing with this so the what's what's really interesting is the performance that you're getting now. Out of the M1, is huge both single core and multi core. Um, if you look at the MacBook Air, it's the fastest running processor in a laptop that Apple have ever produced, and it's in the cheapest yep. laptop. Um, the other interesting bit is you're not only getting that step change in performance, you're getting two to three times the battery life. So, so the the, the thing that 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 was amazing to me was not only are, are you know people's compile times dropped down, so I was hearing. You know, what I heard one comparison a podcast which was a um, and and fair enough this a this is a twenty was it twenty eighteen that the iMac Pro came out but it's a six grand machine you know it's it was maxed out six grand machine ten core Intel sixty four gig of RAM and the MacBook Air was compiling the app in about half the time mm.
0: and it's like yeah it's pretty spectacular you know yeah.
1: and and just when you see you know so the benchmarks are all come out and. Yeah, you're getting that step change in performance, but you're also getting a step change in battery life, and it's a real wake up for, I guess, Intel and the rest of the industry to go. Where, where What what advantage is that going to give Apple once this
0: starts to mature
1: up over the next you know year or two?
0: So one of the one of the kind of stipulated downsides was that the the memory is allocated to the chip and therefore is unchangeable and un- unupgradable um so you get the benefits of all the performance and the bandwidth and the speed uh, and unrestricted access across all of your, your GPUs but you are fixed now what early reviews have been sort of saying or early benchmarks, I should say, I'm going to go back to reviews in a second, but early benchmarks are saying, really, there's nothing, there's no process at the moment that's pushing that to its limit. So it, it doesn't seem like the memory is going to be a limiting factor at the moment, um, but things move on, and, you know, and I guess that, that number will vary and change over time. Um, but just on that kind of, the, we've got to separate out the difference between, hey, these are the, the these are the geeky benchmarks, yeah, this is the speed improvements that people are seeing when they're compiling, doing this, that, and the other. For the majority of, you know, it's it's, it's easy to get lost and, and get caught up in that. For the majority of users, really the the selling point is, hey, your Mac's going to last another two hours. Because when you're on your internet browsing a web page, you are not going to see those performance gains. Gaming wise, the, the you know, they are isolated away. So the performance gains in, in anything like that are, are locked away. So interesting, when I was w- looking at early reviews rather than benchmarks, people were pretty underwhelmed by it because ultimately it looked the same it cost the same, it had two hours longer battery life or whatever it happens to be, you know, more more battery life. So it, it's interesting. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a paradigm shift that we can see and the direction is very, very interesting to see how that adjusts the market. Um, but from a consumer point of view, you know, what are you getting? It's exactly the same thing. It's running the same stuff. Uh, it's running it a bit quicker, but are you going to notice that in your day-to-day life? Probably not. Oh, but, uh,
1: so there's been a couple of, and, and I, do, I do agree with what we are saying, but there's been a couple of, i wouldn't say negative reviews there was one i think it was from forbes magazine about a week ago and a couple of the kind of windows microsoft community picked up on it and goes aha here's the kind of realistic review rather than the you know (laughs) here's all the the apple fanboys that go and review it first which was a real ding on places like you know the verge and you know other 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 sites who generally are viewed as a I've, i've not got a preference i will review a product and give it a score um and what that review was talking about was some of these apps didn't work, and you know some of them were a bit crashy. So one of the things that's a, that, that is changing is you know it's it's if you've got an app that's been compiled for Intel, it won't just you know it won't just work. It needs to go through what's called Rosetta, um, and Rosetta's performance isn't as good as native, but it is faster than than the previous set of Intel chips, which is which is yeah. a bit boggling. The other bit that I saw, and, and they were dinging Apple for it, it was like, they were almost accusing Apple of cheating because of have put in, there is a, they believe there's a bit within the chip that's all about JavaScript performance. And they're saying that's why it's doing so much better on web tests. It's like, but why wouldn't you when so much of the world's now driven by the web? Why wouldn't you put that into your chip design? Yeah, sure. It's as long cheap. as
0: as long as it's flexible. I guess that's the thing you lock it, yeah. in don't you to a, a yeah. standard then and you don't gain the benefits of flexibility. But, but but think, yeah, understood. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, build it build it in there if it's going to gain you the performance, but, why not? But, but Apple will know
1: what, you know, Apple will know what their consumers are using the products for. Yeah. You know, and, and and they will target it and make sure. And and again, there's I definitely think there's enough real-world benefit in here. You know, they were comparing things like, you know, doing 4K videos or doing audio, and that's not everybody. But there's a there's enough people there i mean there was a there was a photographer who's like this is outperforming my my you know apart from the screen size my top of the range 16 inch yeah. you know bought this year macbook pro i'm getting better performance um you know using the air now some apps still aren't there so photoshop is out as a beta lightroom comes next month so there's things that will take time if you're a developer um you know there's a number of development tools particularly on Unix side just aren't there right now so docker's not there and you know homebrew's not there and there's other things that you might rely on day to day that are like uh, yeah uh,
0: immediately it writes writes off because until they're there but a year from now
1: they will be i just think yeah
0: i just think the step change
1: in performance hooked in with the step change in battery life you're getting is a it's just such a big difference such a big change so it'll be interesting to see just and again not for a, not for a change in price yeah you know. So sort of uh,
0: yeah, again, I think that uh, you know, overall, that the efficiencies is what we, you know, is where they're seeing those performance gains, and uh, I guess, I guess, yeah, and and say the ability to add chip elements like that JavaScript processor especially when we're moving into this progressive web apps and everything is Node React and you know that kind of is JavaScript focused so you know why wouldn't you that's just sensible design I would say to protect but but equally you do lock yourself in at the time you produce that processor and and how restrictive that becomes I don't think we're going to know that for about a year or so either so yeah it's just interesting times and and say in the meantime if it it does everything you want and it does it quicker than you did before then then I guess that's the job of a processor upgrade yeah
1: and hopefully what we're seeing is is so they've, so they've basically done the processor swap out
0: and designs didn't change yeah but you look at that mac mini it's empty you know, you, yeah yeah you, there's there's it literally is now we have said it's before on some of the it, lower models it's just the iphone motherboard in a in a big massive case isn't yeah. it and for the laptops you, you slap in
1: keyboard trackpad and it's all battery but the, the yeah. mini doesn't need it so so it's like the the opportunity now to kind of do some really... Micro-mini. You know, just some really innovative designs. And then, you know, will we start to see, you know, cellular added to laptops? Will we start to see something better around, you know, is there a, a different direction for the actual case designs? And, you know, it just, as I said, I think there's a... That step change is huge and, and we'll just, you know, the next year could be quite exciting or they could just swap out chips. <laughs> and it will take a couple of years before they actually focus on redesigns, which I think would be a shame, but it's Apple.
0: Uh, also, they've moved, Apple have moved on their developer fees, their cut of uh, stuff going in from uh, the App Store and sale of like, you know, add-on content. So that for if you are, a, they call them small developers, but essentially if you earn less than a million through their App Store, a million dollars, so eight hundred thirty thousand pounds through their app store. You will only be subject to a 50%, fifty percent, fifty, fifteen percent cut rather than the standard thirty percent. So they've got this arbitrary cut off, they to to, to 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 placate the smaller developers around this this large fee chop that that, that they get by going through the app store, um, which has probably satisfied quite a number of uh the the development community um uh, but it hasn't satisfied the the epics of this world and the microsoft's uh, and the other companies which are sort of bemoaning that that fee um because they obviously come in over that that figure um for their their, their receipts and they're kind of moaning that it's yeah this is it's an arbitrary cutoff designed to uh help the small developers remove that criticism and therefore um hide away the fact they're still taking this big cut when we are when we're on the platform. Um which I guess is exactly what they did do. Uh yeah, I
1: mean it's a it's quite a smart move. Um yeah. certainly and, and and I guess it's back to I I I did see some somebody quoted a figure and it's not in this article that it was ninety-eight percent. Ninety eight percent of sellers or developers whatever we developers is the right word 98 percent of developers will benefit from this um, and yeah. because there's there's you know there aren't a lot of people making more than a million but the ones that are are your you know epics and spotify yeah. and others that are still howling that that they're getting charged 30 percent. amazon clearly didn't because they de- went
0: through a trade yeah. negotiation and and that's and, and and yeah and and it's the it was the the reason they got snarky was because everyone got told they were being treated the same when it, yeah. it came out that they weren't uh and yeah we're still seeing the fallout from that whole uh you know battle and basically the everyone is going web app now so the solution that the apple eventually said was okay go web app if you want to do that you've got a route that you can do whatever you like on that uh, and that is there's always like the challenge has been taken so You know they—they also, you know, Apple also offered the concession around. um, You know, you can have a store front end, but to to lots of different apps. But equally, you have to have them all individually assessed and and you know uh, available for sale separately. Um, but yeah, uh, so the, the the story this week is how Fortnite is coming back onto iOS, but it is coming via this web app, and and there's several other things like Microsoft's you know um, Game Pass, whatever. They're looking down the web app route to to solve their streaming games onto a phone. Um, I mean, overall you know a lot of it is is now if you're doing it via web app it comes with all sorts of complications around how do you get controllers working how do you get this that and the there they're working and they've they've solved some of those problems but it's still a janky process compared to native so it's still not as good a thing and, and overall i was thinking how many how many people are so desperate to play on their phone anyway i guess again it comes down to this games as a social event rather than a, a you know a pristine gaming environment it's not it's not easy or you know useful to play game like fortnite on your mobile it's you know it's a first person shooter that benefits from having a big screen right
1: but i think a lot of people and and maybe it's younger folk but i think a lot of people were playing it and ios was the was the the money platform you know it was like 80 i'm sure it was 80 90 percent of the it was like 10 percent of the installs compared to android but it was 80 90 percent of the money that epic were getting Mm.
0: um
1: and and it's it's funny just as you were saying that about it's not pristine and it it took me back to Steve Jobs announcing an iPhone and say yes developers you can write web apps and you can put an icon or launch this web container you know or launch Safari and remember that everybody was like almost like booing because it was like no we want to write a native app which you know mm-hmm. six months later was here's an app store here's yep. Xcodes, you know here's how you write for your here's how you write for it um, and it's interesting now that due to commercial reasons. Because that's what it boils down to. It's commercial reasons. They're blocking these, you know, these game
0: streaming devices. I think, I mean, again, probably, you know, one of the things I've been saying for years is it will come back to being web app. You know, effectively, we run now out of a browser for nearly everything. So if you think you can run Google Docs, you think that we're running a conference call. Everything that we do nowadays is very web app focused. And in some ways, native app, makes things more complicated and, you know, you have to compile for different environments or you have to be able to program or even completely build it separately for each environment. So uh, whilst it comes with performance advantage, it doesn't come necessarily with scalability. And, and so this push might actually move more away from native apps because again, they will figure out solutions to some of the complicated processes. If you can get a game, you know, service running streaming games through a web browser on a mobile You've solved an awful lot of stuff there.
1: Yeah, you have, and and so so Microsoft are obviously going to go down this route as well. So they were, they've launched their app on Android but not iOS for I'm trying to remember what what is it what is it called? I can't remember what the Microsoft I can't remember uh, services called gaming cloud. Something? Yeah, all their names are crap. Um, but whatever <laughs> it is, um, and and so Phil Phil Spence has been talking again. You know, last week this X-Cloud. week cloud. Yeah, that's it. So he so has been talking and saying you know we're 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 confident we'll get an Apple platform pretty soon so they've obviously got a solution there because it's all running in the cloud it's just it's just it's how do we render this content you know and do it a you know a sensible sensible way but one of the things he did drop in was almost a you know we're looking at launching TV apps you know so we'll launch a almost like a next cloud TV app the same way you've got Disney Plus or you've got Netflix yeah. Um and again it just feels like because all the tvs have got bluetooth built in you know so you'll be able to hook up a controller and just stream your you know stream your game on your telly it's it's a strange old world we're heading to that, that doesn't yeah, feel definitely. right to me but but clearly you know clearly they're chasing yeah. that market
0: i guess equally you know yeah i mean we we are of a generation where you know having a bit of hardware that, that solves all you know, is, is underneath the the tv is kind of natural to us and i guess when that disappears, you, you know, it's just a matter of, hey, you've got your gaming service built into your TV and it just streams games and it It does a good job. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, like you say, Strange New World maybe still needs, it, it, you know, it, it's been one of those technology that's, that's almost, almost, almost. Uh, Stadia have proved that you can do it, um, but equally Stadia has also not proved that popular. Uh, I think given by the fact they were, was it, you said their Black Friday deal was offering a... Oh, yes. a controller for two two quid somewhere. yeah something like two quid or
1: something and, and the games all got a bit of discount and they're still talking about you know you can pick up you know you can pick it up dead cheap and play cyberpunk on it which is a big game coming out in december so i'm, I'm sure for some folk they'll find it interesting i think if anybody's interested in cyberpunk they'll have picked up a new console or upgraded their pc you know that's that still seems yeah. to be the the the, the target
0: uh, Red Dead Online has been released. Um, so Rockstar actually they they're releasing this as a uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, I should say. Online is a completely set, separate standalone game now. So whereas previously it was obviously part of the you know buy the by the game and this is included as part of that, this is now a completely separate thing you can buy and it's going to be relatively cheap at launch. So five dollars at launch. Um, there will be it will go up to sort of fifteen twenty dollars once you pass that launch period. But this is the kind of online world that exists and you there's a lobby where maybe about 30 odd players get together and they play effectively red dead the the standard game but in this online enabled environment so there's stories and there's uh, missions and uh, uh but you live alongside other humans in this thing and, and 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 they're saying even though it's currently not as popular as grand theft auto online there is a kind of stable base and they want to make that even more stable and widen it by just adding more people in. And they think that by just having the standalone online element, uh, that's going to, that's going to do it for them. I'm
1: intrigued to know, I'm intrigued to know sales around us because it's cheap, you know, five quid, five dollars, it's cheap. Um, but, but it just feels like, you know, Red Dead's two years ago. And you just mm. feel that people would have probably have had that game already and picked it up already. And,
0: yeah, I'm of the same opinion. It, it seems like they're just trying to rescue a dying thing. <laughs> maybe yeah. they see. Yeah. Maybe it's all. Almo- it's almost uh, a kind of uh, what do you call it? A, you know, an incentive to get people to try it out because I guess a lot of people tried it once, maybe early doors, and like like kind of like we did, and, yeah. and never really went back to it. And so maybe they're saying, look, there's a really good game here, and the way of marketing that is by saying, look, just go and buy the five five dollars for 123 gigabyte download to, to install this online thing. Uh, I think that shows that there's pretty much the whole game downloaded and you can unlock the actual story mode uh, after you have done that download, should you yeah. want to. And it's just never hit the heights of GTA.
1: You know, that that online community is still big for GTA um, and Red Dead's just never... Yeah. Never for me, there.
0: Red Dead was always a game I bought for the story mode and the single player aspect of it. Um, and we did try out the online, but it just never stuck anyway. So yeah. I think after I killed your horse, no, once you killed my fell, horse,
1: I was, I was, you were it, dead to me. It, it kind of went downhill from there. It right? did. It, was, um, it, it was interesting. I,
0: I hadn't. It was extremely funny from my point of view. It was. But I can see it was extremely traumatic. I,
1: I was. I still carry a grudge to this day.
0: <laughs> fist for toes, toes for fist. Yeah. The, um, yeah. it, it was interesting. There was
1: rumors. <laughs> there was rumors last week that on December tenth or December sixteenth, whenever um, whenever Cyberpunk comes out, they were going to release um, Red Dead One within Red Dead Two, um, and and they were going to do something around online because I'm worried about lots of that community because like the people that are probably playing these things are probably going to then migrate into if Cyberpunk is as good as as. Everybody hopes it is, and all the press has been. It is
0: hope at the moment, isn't it? Because
1: is, there's been some worrying
0: stories, and we've kind of Some worrying stories,
1: and also I looked at one of the recent gameplay videos, and i was like
0: that doesn't. It's taken look... a big chop off from it, where they said it was. going Yeah, be, there's yeah. a
1: little bit of a degrade looking there, but but yeah. time will. T- we'll, we'll know in a couple of weeks' time. um The and I don't think it comes with multiplayer. I think I've got in the back of my head that I think they've had to postpone multiplayer into next year. Which reminds me of, of a, a typical star move. You know, like, yeah. you know, here's what we're, we're going to do and we can't actually land this. And again, there's rumours about Halo might do multiplayer next year, but single player is a restart. Mm-hmm. Um, which wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't surprise me because it was a, a story like in a week after Halo was delayed with the whole, you know, you know, previous games are focused on the single player and maybe not multiplayer, and then we we'll switched it around. And this time we want to do best of both. And uh, yeah. the 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 video of the single player looked ropey, um, and we've not seen any. It just didn't look playing.
0: as next gen as everyone wanted, did it? No. Uh, I mean, however, that for for the online aspects of that game, you know, the, the online community crying out for the next Halo, yeah. uh, and really that it's less that's less about how it looks and more about how it plays. Absolutely, and, and, and you know, people are des- desperately keen to get hold of that. a way. So
1: yeah, I, I, I we'll never see sales from Rockstar, but it'll be interesting just to see if this does do anything it's a strange time to launch it as well and because we're in peak game season with the new consoles and maybe that's maybe that's their view hold on we can just throw this out for five dollars and there's a whole load of folk on new generation consoles there's not actually that many new gen games and
0: we might pick up some traction get some traction time on it yeah absolutely uh, and I guess in the news, you you have now uh, got a shiny uh, PlayStation Five next to your Xbox One Series X. Hang on, have I said that right? No Xbox Series X. <laughs> Gosh. Um, uh, and so yeah, and and the stories around the internet, the kind of general d- direction of things is that uh, if you're running on a a variable rate monitor like or TV like like most people are, uh, Xbox and PS Five seem to be running okay. But as soon as you st- get to an older style tv the xbox shows some rough edges at the moment and actually it looks like sony is outperforming in sort of dual release titles uh in in various situations um and only the the ray tracing i think they're saying the xbox is maybe coming out very slightly on top in performance but but everywhere in in most other applications there's an edge to sony at the moment
1: uh, yeah you know, so um um what's the game that you've picked up the Halo? Valhalla, yeah. yeah. So Valhalla's got a, a you know a more noticeable dips. Um, Devil May Cry Five, more noticeable dips. Dirt Five looked a little bit better on um, PlayStation, and it really jumps out when you see some of the screen grabs. You know when you take yeah. so, this is, so Digital they have almost been doing a game a week or a game every sort of two, three, four days in depth comparisons. Um, and I mean Dirt Five, there was a couple of and again it's one of those things it's hard to see when you're actually playing because you're 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 not looking out for how many trees and bushes are here and and but there was one from inside the car and the polygon models were it looked like not just last gen they looked like from a, a generation ago and you're like wow that is that is ropey looking compared to something running a ps5 they should be equivalent and again the 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 thing that they always compared was this 12 teraflops of gpu versus 10.28 teraflops in the ps5 so it should be what 20 percent, you know it should have 20 percent more headroom um mm. but we all know it's not as straightforward as that and what it seems to be coming down to is we saw playstation gameplay far earlier than xbox and there's now lots of rumors that they were late with their tooling they're late with their dev kits compared to sony they've been the they've developers have had them for longer um and microsoft had to actually make quite a defensive statement which was surprising you know it's um i think it's tucked away in here um and i can't i can't see it jumping out but basically oh there we go we're aware of performance issues and a handful of optimized titles and are actively working with our partners to identify and resolve the issues um and and you know it's it is early days. We've only had the consoles two, three weeks, and I expect it to be patches already. Valhalla got a patch this week, which nerfed some of the play- PlayStation um, performance, and you know people being suspicious around that was I done. mean, there was even there was even a there was a how to and how to stop your PlayStation getting the patch. <laughs> so it was. Um... And,
0: and I guess the, the, the worry for Microsoft here, you know, we've talked about how this next generation has been going swinging backwards and forwards quite wildly between PlayStation and Microsoft as to where the kind of the, the, the common consensus was going to sit. Uh, but the problem is the early release, it, it's hard to get over um, that there will be, you know, you'll go down to the person in the pub and the person in the pub will say, wait, when we can go back to the pub, and you will go, oh yeah, 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 that, that PlayStation is much better than Microsoft. You know and that's because they heard all the you know the, all the yeah. stories early doors so it is a serious and you can see why Microsoft want to address it um quite early doors and 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 like you say they their story is that they waited around for some a m d architecture which meant they couldn't get kits out because it wouldn't have been proper reference kit and that meant that people haven't had enough time to to integrate in uh fully to the hardware but yeah it's it's not a it's not a good look but i think it's important to say that the Microsoft offering is still at the moment it is more about look at this games library you can get hold of and and i have to say that, I, I, you know i am shielded by lots of these things because of the, the the tv i now have and i you know daily it looks brilliant but equally you know you can't expect that everyone's going to have a nice variable rate oled yep. tv to play their console on and, and, uh, and it does sound like they're the people that are seeing these defects a lot more there are and,
1: and and basically you're looking at spending you know a grand to two grand depending on what size of telly to, to get one of the you know most up to date and and it does mask it you know so you don't see the tears that other people are seeing, um and again the the the, the thing that they've waited for is this our um DNA N E two support um mm-hmm. and if you look up RDNA N E two it it was launched on uh, the end of October, you know, so it's really late when I mean, you think the console came out what November. 12th, November 10th.
0: Something like that, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: You know, so it's it's really late in, in the kind of cycle to, to do that. Um, and, and only time will tell. I think it'll take, it'll be next year's games, it'll be next Christmas. If we're still seeing a difference, you'd be like, because I remember Titanfall 2, t- oh, sorry, not Titanfall yep. 2, but the first Titanfall. Yeah. And when you compared PlayStation 4 to Xbox One, you were like, wow, Xbox One, where the frame drops and the tearing was horrendous.
0: Yeah. And I guess it's one of those things, isn't it? You know, to to keep the balance is you know a developer because these are third party developers. We've not seen any any first party games that have been developed purely for an Xbox to see. So when and if, if the developer had a PlayStation reference um, early, they're going to make sure that game works well on the reference that they've got. Absolutely. Uh, and so may, maybe these patches and stuff. You know, I can see though as a PlayStation owner, if you're getting a patch. Delivered to your game, which makes your game work worse. To make up for someone else's console, then that that doesn't that feels feels janky to say the least, doesn't it? A um, uh, couple of things just in the PlayStation, just 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 worth yeah. touching on. I hate the look of it. I, I
1: still don't like it. um It just looks to me it's not grown on you. No, it just it just looks like a big router. I, I can't I can't I can't <laughs> escape that in my head. And when it's next to the Xbox, I I don't mind the Xbox. I have both standing. I don't mind the Xbox Cube design. Um, the, the thing just looks huge. Um, but uh, aside from its looks, um, it boots fast. Um, the dash is, is I don't think, any better or worse than Xbox. It's different. There are some things about the dash that I, I really don't like. Some things that are really nice is just they've, they've got almost like shortcuts into bits of games. So you can hit a tile and then you can say, go and play this little bit of the game or go and jump into this bit or just go straight to multiplayer. And that just, just that little bit of less friction is actually actually nice you know i can see yeah why
0: well, go through the whole start menu start screens uh, if i yeah, want to yeah. i know i want to go and play multiplayer so let me go straight there
1: yep um the, the couple of games so i've not i've not i'm trying to be a bit patient with the games um so i've picked up miles morales um and interestingly that the, the, the I, I think it looks astounding you know it looks really really good game and um, it loads quickly so the games are all loading really quickly so again that advantage of ssds and all the kind of smart stuff in there um but there's two modes, like most of these games, as the kind of ray tracing one, or there's the kind of more performance with a better frame rate. Um, and seeing you're flying around the city, you can't spot the ray tracing. It's only in yeah. screenshots and only in certain moments that you catch yourself going, "That's smart." So I've turned that off because I much prefer the sixty frames per second. And it's one that I flip back and forth. I mean, I've done it a couple of times. And I flip back and going, "Can I spot this?" I just, I just can't see. There are certain things you do. You know, you hit a building and you'll be, you know, web climbing up. And it's because of the reflections there that you, that you spot it. But it's, it's it's such a small ad for me that I'd much prefer the smoothness of the 60 it, frames.
0: I think it's one of those things we said, didn't we, that beforehand that, you know... It, Game developers over time, they haven't had this technology before. They've worked out very clever ways to get, you know, yeah. to to simulate what you need and your eyes need to actually get away with it. it when you when you do look at a bit of a game which is properly ray traced with, say, reflections on windows, you can see how it adds depth and realism. But it, but it, but for them, it, when you are fast moving through a world, you, yeah, you're not looking at that
1: it, <laughs> ultimately. The, the one thing I need to call out about the pad, the pad is an absolute triumph yeah. so far. Um, so again, actually you know, the pad and the console and I've picked up the headphones as well they're all white and I don't mind the headphones and the pad being white I really object to the console it just it just stands out but the pad itself absolute triumph um so they've got these you know adaptive triggers and, and there's the, the free game that comes with it is Astro's Playroom and all that's about is it's showing off the pad and 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 what it can do um the the it's it's one of those it's it sounds it still sounds bizarre of me telling you this and, and it's one of these things you almost like, you need to try it to believe it. You're going through different surfaces, like you're running through grass and you're getting a slight rumble. Um, you're As you walk on harder surfaces, you get the footsteps and they're all rumbling at the right, you know, if you walk slowly, mm-hmm. you go, but then it'll start raining and you feel the raindrops in your hand. It's just, and,
0: and you are not alone in the kind of. It's almost. It's it's kind of ethereal, isn't it? It's yep. like wow, this is amazing. This is a game changer, and and so that's been one of the things that has stood out in all the early reviews. Is this controller makes a difference, Definitely. and because it's got that traction, I think developers will start hooking into it. So
1: it's so the one, the one that that, that is most memorable. So I've, I've probably done about half of that Astro's Playroom. I think it's only a three four hour game. Um, but but there's a bit where um, as your character there's a there's a suit in front of you, so you jump into this suit. And it's a monkey suit. So you jump into the monkey suit, and the first thing that you do is zip it up. So on the touchpad, and you get it feels like you're doing a zip up. You feel the zip, and and you can yeah. slow it down because you're thinking. But they're just playing a suit. It's like no, it's timed with your. You can go up and down, up and down, up and down. And it's like doing a zip on on your on, on your hoodie, um, and and the the pad is tracked in space like a Wii controller. So there's, they've got some really clever mechanics how you you jump from like bit to bit of the scenery because Astro's play, is like a platformer and you're jumping around then you get to a bit where you're on you know like a like a parallel bar and mm-hmm. I'm like what do I do now and you need to move the pad round <laughs> to to generate enough momentum yeah. to jump up and it's just there's just got so much innovation I guess it's that and it's it's a bit like the way there's so much innovation potential and what I've seen some of the developers and the third party games do already. It would tip you, it depends. Again, it's back to where your community is. You know, most uh, people I'll play with are sitting on Xbox. But see, if there's a game came out that was like a single player game, I'd probably now tip to PlayStation in the hope that they're going to take advantage of the pad. So, um, Dirt 5, for example, there's real resistance on the controllers when you're accelerating, depending on the surface. Um, Call of Duty, depending on a different gun, you've got different resistance. So, it's little things like that where as you change weapons you're, and some some players are hating it and other mm-hmm. players are finding it a real you know it's almost like another level of sucking into the environment and the only last thing to call out is they've talked a lot about 3d audio i picked up the headset more just because you know i like the design of it wasn't too expensive and um, the 3d audio just feels like audio that gets through xbox i've not noticed anything in particular that i've went oh that was that was more 3d noticeable than than, than another platform but it, it works well um, and oh, and the one thing that I did say I would mention. So, um, what's the Souls game called? Um, Demon Souls. Yeah, Demon Souls. So I, I've deliberately not picked it up because that—that to me is I can get into you know February March next year once all the launch titles out the way and you know we're out this period of just too many games and I can pick that up and enjoy it. Um, but I didn't. I, I was watching. It was a video I saw yesterday, the day before, and the controller. The, the, so the 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 Sony controller has got a mic on it, and it's listening. So the guy didn't realise that it captured his reaction when he completely when he beat one of the bosses. So <laughs> it stores it as a little video, and he just and he played back the video and you see him and, and he's like yeah. <laughs> and I thought that again, just a nice little like, developer touch to, to realise that people get because it's such a hard game that you will you will be like, thank Christ i you know I've got through
0: that. And it's Don't let the that. Daily Daily Mail or the Mirror no, get, get hold of that story. Consoles are con- recording you without your. Yeah, I'd,
1: I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd, 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 to be honest, I just thought that's a nice touch. That is a real yeah. nice, and it's a bit like you know, if you got a, I'm just thinking of like you're, you know, if you got a hat trick in Halo or you got a Kiltacular if it automatically recorded yeah, that yeah, with your yeah, reaction, yeah. you'd be like, would
0: you quite like it? I think you probably would. I you, think yeah. you would if you if you got a highlights reel at the end
1: with your yeah. best bits in your reaction. <laughs> I think that would be a really sweet little
0: touch. We've also had the um, golden joysticks. So this is this used to be bigger. I guess it's still big in the gaming industry. Um, yeah, they've had the sort of rewards for the best games of the year, best stuff of the year, best stuff around gaming uh, going on, and and quite PlayStation focused. This um, the uh, you know overall. Uh, Last of Us Two seem to, to take quite a lot of the old story, multiplayer game, visual design things. I don't know what to be Visual design things like that. Um, so some of the big stuff um, uh, that you you want to get rewards for, they have done. And and I, did you play Last of Us Two? Um, I I played a little bit and then just
1: at the time it came out, so I bought it, played just a little bit, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to wait. So I've got that tucked away again as another game that I've got installed in the new PlayStation because just... everyone
0: talks about it being quite an emotional experience to play that game you know it's one of those games which it's not just about the gaming it's about li- living the storyline and, and yeah. getting feel like you're involved in it
1: and if you look at the I, mean, I mean best storytelling best visual design and best audio you know the the studio of the year you know so not a dog picked that up and then you're down onto it so it got playstation game of the year and um, but then also got ultimate game of the year and i guess it's is when you look at it. It's it was the last year of these, you know, that last generation. But it was like the last. You know, was Sony still delivered some big
0: titles at the at the end of its, you know, console yep. generation with Xbox. And just compare that to the Xbox, which is Ori and the Will of the Wisp was the Xbox game oh. of the year. Which, which I have to say, well, like uh, when uh, I think we we spoke just before we started this podcast. As a presentation experience, when you start the game up, when you load the intro and when you load, you know, you, you the story of the build up to this the thing feels like it just feels like a massive production Disney movie that that you're watching. And then suddenly you're playing, you know, suddenly you're able to move this character around, which you've just seen. But it's it's a it's a skill based platformer. It's what does it move on other than, you know, the presentation layer is great. But ultimately, I'm just making sure I do pixel-perfect jumps and mm. using new skills and going around a map. And and, and okay, maybe it's just because I don't enjoy that type of game that much. But but nevertheless, it feels like, hey, Lion King back in the old Mega Drive did a very innovative yeah, yeah. thing with games you yeah, know, yeah. that. And it
1: just feels yeah. like that visual polish on... And, and again, somebody will argue, well, Last of Us might just feel like a, you know a third-person shooter, you know, a survival game. But they've got the audio-visual you know, story element to it. Um, but it's, I think, you know, we've, we've covered it before. Xbox last couple of years has struggled with you know, with games and they're launching the Xbox. unique games. Because so, yeah, obviously yeah. they've had all the big, you oh, know, the yeah, big yeah, games
0: absolutely. that we needed, but, but ultimately nothing unique for it. Yeah. And, and yeah. I know it'll come because they've, they've got so many
1: studios now. They've got, I know it'll come. But even to the fact that they've launched the, you know, we, we touched on it. You, you looked at the, the CD's Xbox and it's got Halo on it. And it's like, yep. is that a year away? Is it two years away? Yeah, we just don't know, do we? I mean, there's a rumor. There's a rumor came out last night that Forza is at least two years away. Um, and
0: Interesting. Old... there was another rumor that Forza Horizon Five, uh, five might be beat it out yeah. next year. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that, and I think that just shows. And again, is it back to the, you know, how late maybe make were with the hardware? You know, it's it all felt like they were going to meet this date, but maybe the reality is, you know, they they were actually stretched and pushed the limit to get this out.
0: Uh, but we've seen them buy a lot of. We, we'd have expected at least to see something from from all the investment they've made in game, um, you know, development agencies and whatever. We're just not seeing the output, <laughs> and, th- and we were saying that we were saying that three years ago, let alone now. So the fact we're still two years away from seeing big releases is is it's not a good return on investment, nope. I'd say. And but, if Sony
1: do land, because they seem to be indicating you know, like Gran Turismo first six months of next year, so if they do start to land. Um, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, by Christmas, if they do land a big first party games in amongst, I'm not saying they're better, but, but the, in this last two weeks, slightly better performance. That yeah. that's a story that I think Microsoft. I think the only thing Microsoft have got to counter it, Game Pass. By this console, and it's a massive. It's a massive. There's all these games.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a, and just the general backwards compatibility across the whole sphere, you know, is just impressive. And and playstation have sort of you know it's not going to be possible to catch that gap up just yet but but equally at right now people are looking at performance and they're looking at games uh, and xbox need to move forward and we've said that for a long time now so there we go there you go that's our podcast for this week uh unless you've got anything else you want to touch on
1: um n- no 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 i was no. just going to comment right. about amazon parcels, but i better not <laughs>
0: Digitaloutbox.com is our website. Info at digitaloutbox.com for email and Twitter is also Digital Outbox. Uh, you can be sure that we won't be putting any fleets out on our Twitter account. uh Chris, I, Chris, hey, oh yeah, hello, Chris. Uh, I am on Twitter as <laughs> Twitter cheesy UK. Uh, Ian, where do we find you? Uh, you can find Ian at iandick.com. Lovely. <laughs> Okay, well, Chris and Ian will speak to you uh, in an upcoming podcast very shortly. And thank you very much for getting this far. Well done. (laughs) Speak soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: How very third person?
0: (laughs) Wow, bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) Third person podcasting. (laughs)